This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM, Raleigh. I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. We're absolutely stoked, thrilled, ecstatic to be coming at you live, one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest of all of NC State sports. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, Benjamin. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Intramurals volleyball team came off a win yesterday. Congratulations. We're it's a big deal. That's we a big get, deal, man. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. We're in the recreational uh, part of it, but you know we're two and zero, and that's what's important because we get them dubs. Yeah, that's on the team with Carson. No championship and, shirt though. If you go undefeated. Oh really? Really? That's for the recreational. Yeah, dude. Ah, oh, dang it. If you want a shirt? You go competitive. Well, we tried to switch back in it competitive because mm. that's how good we are. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what's on the docket for today's show? We're definitely going to discuss some of the MLB playoff races in uh, both leagues. Going to talk about some NBA media day. Going to talk mm-hmm. a whole lot of pro football, a lot of NC State football, wrestling, uh, women's soccer, men's soccer, and of course, men's golf which and is what we're going to get started with. To kick that off, men's golf, we had the Maui Gym intercollegiate and uh what happened there for the uh, men's team well as in scottsdale arizona so uh pretty pretty hot out there obviously even in september uh par 70 course nc state uh was led by stephen franken and benjamin ship they both finished tied for fourth like mm-hmm. the pack finished overall uh easton paxton he tied for 20th in his best finish in a wolf pack uniform those were our three golfers under par with easton paxton being four under par franken and ship Tying for a three-round 201-9 under par. Christian Salzer also finished two over, tied for 43rd. And Harrison Rhodes, eight over, tied for 65th. But, again, uh, having three players under par, that's our best so far this season. Uh, Stephen Franken had a the best round of any of the NC State golfers with a 63-7 under on mm-hmm. Saturday. That's highly impressive. Uh, honestly, our golf team is looking pretty good so far. Yeah, and Franken uh, was coming off of an all-ACC year last mm-hmm. year, so he showed last year he was our best golfer, and he's continued to do so this season. Yeah, uh, we're hosting the Wolfpack Intercollegiate at Lonnie Pool Golf Course on October 6th through 7th, so little over a week from now, uh, NC State will be practicing until then. You can go out and support the pack, of course, enjoy some great golf. It's a relaxing sport if you've never been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not good. I took the golf class here, and I'm not good. That's okay. I mean, golf is a tough sport. You know, like uh, my dad used to take me to the driving range, and we'd go to the par three course, and I he would never let me hit balls over the water because, you know, he didn't want me to lose the balls. <laughs> yep. yep. So, uh, yeah, or he'd just give me, you know, one of the balls he found in the woods. Like, here, son, drive this one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, <laughs> let's do it. If I hit it on the green, great. Here, replace it with a nice ball. You can putt with this one. But... Yeah, golf, golf is hard, but it's fun. If you've never watched it or if you've never watched it in person, it's a lot better in person than it is on TV mm-hmm. because you can really see all the um, all the thought and all the work that the golfers and the caddies put into uh, their rounds and you know how they play, how they approach the game. 
Yeah, well, watching golf on TV is still pretty cool. Like, oh, it is. No doubt about I that. I watch just about any sport on TV, but they yeah. just go from guy to guy to guy. Like, just go next person. Like, I don't have to. Like, it's just taking me from interesting thing to interesting thing. And there's, but yeah. I imagine going to an event, there's just, you get to walk around a beautiful course. And yeah. Like, it's really fun. And especially in college, if you're there to support a team, you get to follow, like, uh, you know, some of the players on your team because. Like if you if you're watching a pro event, it's more just like oh you don't really know who's gonna win. You can follow the leaders, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But uh, like if you want to support NC State, usually they're you know they're teed off like uh, Ship and Franken. They probably were playing together in the final round. They shot sixty eight and sixty seven, finished with the same score. Mm-hmm. They were probably relatively close, so you could uh, you know follow them, watch their entire round, or just you know half the round if you don't want to stay out there for four well. hours. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and it's I mean it's a quiet sport, so you don't you don't cheer while while they're swinging. You cheer after they're swinging, cheer clap after they make a putt. But is it um is fun. it a thing that someone's always yelling in the hole? You know that's that's more of a, a Tiger Woods thing. Which uh, speaking of golf, Tiger Woods, did you see that comeback on Sunday? I didn't watch it, but we can talk about it at the end of the program when yes. we talk about more yeah, of our yeah, national we, we got, stories. We got to talk about that. Definitely got to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that was awesome. But um, anyway, yeah. NC State, uh, NC State men, October sixth through seventh, hosting the Wolfpack Intercollegiate. Mm-hmm. There were no women's golf uh, tournaments from our last show, but another reminder: on October twelfth through the fourteenth, they are playing in the Tar Heel Invitational. Mm. That's the next tournament Who's that, that they have. That's against UNC Chapel Hill. Ah, okay. yes, okay. I was just checking. Yeah. All right. Who, so- who Jalen Brown said, by the way, have a beautiful campus. Jalen Brown. Yeah, he why tweeted I, that today. Why do I recognize that name? Place for the Celtics. Oh, yeah. Why would? Oh, yeah. Because they're they're actually playing a preseason game tonight in the Dean Dome. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. Uh, Hornets and the Horn- Hornets, Hornets and Celtics. Celtics. Yes, the first preseason game. But let's continue on with uh, men's soccer. Benjamin, men's soccer team ranked um, all year. There was the first AP poll. So there's three like different polls: the top drawer poll, coaches poll. There's another poll. But this was the first week that the AP poll came out, and they did not have us as high as the top drawer. So like our official ranking, quote unquote, was 18 going into a matchup against uh, number 14 Virginia Tech, and we won one to zero thanks to a the first goal of the year from senior forward Tanner Roberts, and this is just his second appearance after coming back from an injury to give us our second top 15 win of the year. Yeah, he scored in the second half in the 55th minute off of a, cr- a cross from classmate Simon Blotko, past the goalkeeper. Uh, Gabriel Machado also assisted on the goal. That's a cool thing about soccer is that you can have two players assist on a goal, just like hockey. It's called, They call it the hockey assist, but... Is that, you know. how, is that pretty recent? Because I haven't heard that before. Um, no, that's actually always been a... That's always been a thing, yeah. Like, if you... If you uh, you cross it into the box, and then uh, and one teammate lets it go through his legs, and then someone else gets it. That's technically a double assist. Wow! Also, okay. even though the second guy didn't touch the ball, it was because he allowed it to to pass. You know, so it's cool. it's just up to the judgment of the stat keepers if yeah. two guys are really influential in helping that goal being scored. Exactly. Yeah, it has to happen really soon. So, like a lot of times, I think it's probably there's no official time, but probably two to three seconds. Uh, from the second assister to the goal scorer, mm-hmm. it has to be like you know, in bet- the the guy who passes the ball to the goal scorer needs to have the ball for only like two or three seconds for the other assist to count. See, now that makes a lot more sense than it pre- did previously. Today, you can learn something new every day. Exactly. So the Wolfpack now lead the series over the Hokies, uh, sixteen nine one, and that was the first win over Virginia Tech since two thousand and thirteen, and we remain perfect at home. 
five and zero and zero this season. Yeah, speaking of perfect, uh, Leon Kraft, he's he earned his eleventh shutout in only his twenty fifth career match. So uh, nearly perfect or perfect in eleven games for our goalkeeper. Perfect at home for the Wolfpack. Yeah, both keepers uh, for both men's and women's are really really good this year. We're going to talk On about fire. Sydney Wooten in a couple of minutes. Uh, the Wolfpack outshot the Hokies eight to four in the second half. So eight shots in the second half, a lot and, of action, and got that one goal in the second half. Our next game was a game that was postponed uh, from Hurricane Florence, yeah. and we went over in, and played against Pittsburgh, and that was on the road, and it wasn't it wasn't as good a turnout for us because we lost a three to one to an unranked Pitt team. Yeah, we did move up to twelve in the second AP ranking, so that's up six spots from our first ranking. Uh, we did take an early one nothing lead. Brad Sweeney took a free kick in the sixth minute, but Pittsburgh answered really quickly. Uh, with two goals before halftime, one early in the second half, and that kind of did it. Honestly, we yeah go we ahead. did outshoot mm-hmm. them six to four in the second half. But yeah, I mean, when you get a three one lead, you're really yeah. just packing it on defense, and you don't even mm-hmm. need to score anymore. Moves us to six and two on the year, but one and two in the ACC again. A very tough conference, but Pitt is not one of the better teams. They're now five hundred on the year, mm-hmm. so that loss to a not so good Pittsburgh squad could cost us big time when we're playing some really good teams later on, including tonight, number six, Louisville. Exactly, yeah, number six, Louisville, like Benjamin said. Uh, tonight is alumni night. It's also a blackout. The first 200 students in attendance receive black Wolfpack hats for free, and uh, there's going to be opportunities for kids who come to the game too, post-game youth penalty kicks and autographs as well. So come out, support the pack against the highly ranked ACC opponent, which is basically half of the ACC at yeah. this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Duke is really good. Duke's in the top five. Wake Forest, we've talked about them. Wake Forest then, has been good for like 40 years. <laughs> yeah, Wake Forest pretty much is face of soccer. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that's all we have for men's soccer. On the women's soccer, we also um, played uh, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Panthers, in the, yeah, and we won six to nothing. Yes. Count it, six goals. That's a touchdown, and we missed the extra point. Yeah, holy smokes. And yeah. Ciara King uh, did not have any of those six goals, which is... That makes sense because we she didn't need the goals, right. so she doesn't score them. Speaking of learning something new, uh, I learned today that a scoring two goals is called a brace. Mm-hmm. Benjamin uh, told me that. Uh, Ricky Walke- Walkling and Michaela Van Manen, they both recorded a brace, that is two goals in this game, mm-hmm. Anna Tui and Hannah Keogh, they both scored as well. The win moves NC State women's to 8-2-1 and one on the year and 1-1 one and one in the ACC, while the Panthers are moved to 4-5-1. and five and one. And 0-3 in the ACC on the season. That's the uh, six goals are the most uh, since 2016 when we scored more than six. Yeah. Not on, sure how many. In the season Loyola, over. I think it was 7-1. We'd be on Loyola. Like, that Loyola was the last, the largest margin of victory in 2010. We beat mm-hmm. Loyola Merriment 6-0 uh, to nothing at home. And it's the largest ACC win since 1994 when we beat Wake Forest. Seven to one. Wow. Holy smokes. We scored first in the 23rd minute and then again in the 33rd minute. And so it was two, no, two nothing at halftime. And then uh, from then, four goals in the second half. Wasn't really close. Sydney Wooden collected her fifth shutout of the season, 22nd of her career. Yeah. So, so. she is now a tied for one away from tying for third all time in program history for career shutouts. Mm-hmm. So we got a nice. 
Very nice win at home. I don't think the women's team has played a road game yet this year. Their first one is coming up on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But we then hosted number 15 Duke. Yeah. Our second game of the year versus a College Cup team uh, last season. And we're ranked number 21 in the country. Duke's ranked 12. We had a two-hour rain delay. Um, I think that's last night. Yeah, Thursday night. Mm -hmm. It was pouring down rain. Yep. So it was like 1130 at night, and I was still getting uh, notifications on Twitter for the game because it went to double overtime, and we tied them one-to-one. Wow. So just that fact by itself doesn't seem that amazing. But when you take into account in the 63rd minute, Ella Bonner was red-carded, and we were down a woman for the last 47 minutes of that game. Yep. And not only surrender just one goal, we got the game-time goal down a player. Yeah. I'll bet you can guess who. Z.R. King. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. Who else? Who else? This woman is insane. Yeah. She's just so, so good. So Duke scored. Um, 63rd minute Bonner was red-carded, and Duke did not score for another 14 minutes. That was in the 77th minute they got a goal. Took them long enough against a squad that was down a player. <laughs> and yeah. then... Uh, Ziara King got the game-tying goal in the, I don't know, later in the contest. I think it was like the 86th minute or something 86th like that. 86th minute, yeah. 86th so, minute. very, very close to taking the w, uh, the loss there. And then two 10-minute periods of overtime, and we did mm -hmm. not surrender a goal. And that's our third overtime game of the year, double overtime. Yeah, we moved to 8-2-2 two, and two on the season, 1-1-1, one, one, and one, just like the Browns. In ACC play this year, uh, very solid. It's the first time since 2000 that we've beaten or tied Duke, which is pretty remarkable. Years. 18 years. because, I mean, we play them every year. We remain undefeated against top 20 teams this season. Yeah, but the game was 1-1, one to one, but we were down a player. Duke outshot us 20-3. to three. Yeah. But all three of our shots were on goal, and we, of course, got one of them to go in. So Eight, eight shots on goal it was for Duke. A, yeah. It was a draw on paper? But in reality, this was definitely a win for us, and Duke oh, yeah. had to have come out of this feeling like a loss. Absolutely, yeah. Sydney Wooten, she had seven saves on eight on goal. Shots, uh, again, allowing just the one goal, but still, that, I mean, you know. Yeah, down, be, down, down a, a woman, that's, yeah. That's yeah. insanely good. The women's soccer program here, both soccer programs, are really, really good this year, and uh, we encourage you to go out and support them, including the men's, tonight at 7 o'clock on Dale Soccer Field, as they are undefeated at home. Up next for the women's, like I said earlier, they have their first road game of the year. That is 1 p.m. Sunday versus the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Good old South Bend. Yep. yep. Goal Jesus instead of touchdown Jesus. <laughs> Free kick Jesus. What? <laughs> have you not seen the, you know, know touchdown, touchdown just, yeah, Jesus? Yeah, i Free kick Jesus. It's <laughs> Penalty kick Jesus. I thought it was funny. I just didn't get it. I thought, I'm, I'm laughing. I okay. just, I just didn't, like, what? I didn't get that. Right. Okay. Moving on to swimming and diving. Finally. The, yeah. The fourth annual Wolfpack Games. They're tonight at six at uh, Casey Aquatic Center. Come support the pack in our first uh, quote unquote meet of the year. The first 100 students get a tank top. There are plenty of giveaways, lots of fun, and some great swimming. A lot of award ceremonies also for the national championship winners from last year. Of course, the 800 freestyle relay, 400 freestyle relay on the men's side. Anton Ibsen in the 1650, Andreas Vizias in the 200 fly, and Coleman Stewart in the 100 bag. We'll all be receiving their national championship That's medals five, tonight. Yeah. That is five national championship winners all placed up on the wall. Vizayas uh, gets two of those because he was on uh, the relay. He was on the relay. He was on the uh, the four by two. Yeah. So yeah, 
Unreal, honestly. I mean, uh, Held gets two also. He was on both relays, Justin oh, yeah. Rice as well. Held's graduated, though. Vizaya still has one more year, which is insane. And uh, I was when I was lifeguarding there, I have a new job this semester. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, I talked to one of the coaches. Congratulations, and, by the way. <laughs> oh, thanks. But uh, one of the coaches, is, we might have seven or eight Olympians possibly on the team, depending on how oh, well they goodness. do when it comes time yeah. for the trials. But that, all, that doesn't mean also in Tokyo. It means maybe in the future as well mm-hmm. because some of the freshmen, maybe they may have the potential to get mm-hmm. to you know the Olympics, but they won't make it till 2024. We're the Alabama swimming. We get who we want. Exactly. Yeah, we get who we want at this point. But uh, the Wolfpack games, they're really fun. There's a lot of fun events like the mini open water which is like uh, you're not allowed to touch the wall. Really? Yeah. Uh, underwater challenge, which is a 50 underwater. You have to stay in streamline mm-hmm. the whole time, just kicking, which is... is Dolphin cra- kick, right? Dolphin kick, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, cra- it, uh, it's crazy how fast they can do that. It's because insane. They, could, uh, they can swim a 50 underwater dolphin as fast as I can swim a 50 butterfly. It, oh. And, I mean, I'm not a I guess bad that swimmer. Mean- oh, oh, I thought yeah. you were saying you were. Yeah. <laughs> You suck, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> but they also do a tug of war, apparently. I, I, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there if you want to come visit the Packers Life Sports Show. You could show. get a picture gonna... and autograph with John. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a celebrity. <laughs> but, yeah, you should come. It's a whole lot of fun. Our swim team is probably, I mean, I'm not biased, but my our swim team is probably my favorite team mm-hmm. at NC State. And, you know, their meets are fun. If you've never been to a swim meet, just come feel the environment. It's electric, you know. And we're also, in case you didn't listen to this show all last year, we're one of the best swimming and diving programs in the nation. Yes. Our men have actually gotten fourth place three years in a row in the country. Top ten the last four years. So this senior class has a very good chance to be the most decorated class I in NC State men's swimming history. Is it four or five straight ACC championships for four, the men? Four, four straight, straight ACC championships. Yeah. yeah, so every year that Andreas Vizayas has been on the team. Yep, and uh, and Ryan Held. Ryan Held graduated, though. He's not a senior this year. I'm yeah, he was a senior third. last year. Yeah, so he graduated. Yeah, so oh, the four yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, never mind. I was yeah. like, would they win this year? Never mind. You're nah. right, you're right. Yep. All right, what so. What a surprise. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, we're moving on from swimming and diving. Yeah. I'm tired of you being the expert. We're going to go on <laughs> to what's my forte, what yeah, I am an expert on. Yep. My best sport that I participate in wrestling, obviously. Let it be known that I would pin Benjamin in under 15 seconds. What? I, was, I have at least at least 35 pounds on you. Okay. At least. I'm shorter. I'm quicker. That's possibly true. We will have to video this and tweet it out someday. Well, yeah, okay. I'm, might... I'm talking smack. I couldn't get him in under 15 seconds, but... Yeah, I don't think you can catch me. I'm very elusive. <laughs> that's that's not that's not really true. That's not true at all. But right, I would let, definitely run from you. If let, it was in a, it was on a mat, I would definitely run away. Let, let's talk wrestling. <laughs> okay, so the main, I guess, uh, you know, soccer has top drawer soccer. Wrestling has flow wrestling, and they have their preseason rankings just like every other sport which is fine for every sport except for college football. We've talked about that in the past. It's mm-hmm. the worst. But in wrestling, it's really good. So we have six of our ten starters because there's ten weight classes. Mm-hmm. Our six of our ten guys that are our premier guys are ranked in the top 20 of their weight class overall, including five ranked in the top ten and three preseason All-American honors. Starting that off, we have redshirt freshman Sean Fraz at number nine at 125 pounds. 
He was the 2018 ACC championship at that weight and was an NCAA qualifier last season for the third year in a row. And he will be traveling to Romania in November to wrestle at the under-23 World Championship. A redshirt sophomore, Tariq Wilson. He is number three Beast. at 133 pounds. He started last year unranked, finished in third place overall, hence his ranking, garnered All-American honors. He upset three top five seeds in the NCAAs last year. Yeah, the only loss was to the guy who eventually won it, the yep. undefeated number one seed. And graduate transfer, Justin Oliver is ranked at number seven at 149 pounds. He transferred to NC State from Central Michigan, Central Michigan, and mm-hmm. he was a All-American in 2016 at that weight at his true freshman season. And the last two years, he's been one win away last two times because you have to get a minimum number of wins to get All-American. So he graduated in three years. Yeah. Holy crap. Wow. Wow. Redshirt sophomore Hayden Heidley coming in at number two in the country at 157 pounds, which uh, makes sense. He was unranked in the preseason last year by Flow Wrestling, was an NCAA finalist, hence his number two ranking, Mm -hmm. All-American at ACC Championship in just his first season of action. He went 26-1 and last year. His only loss was literally in the national championship. He's also traveling to Romania in November for the U23 World Champs. You got the two stars of Packers Life from last year with Tarek Wilson and uh, Hayden Heidley. Yeah, I know. Those are those are my favorite two guys. I had a class with Heidley. He was awesome. Yeah, anyway, I had Spanish with him. He's a cool Red guy. shirt sophomore uh, Daniel Bullard was ranked number 18 at 174 pounds. That's, that's more like about your weight class, right? Would you go into 174? Uh, I would say I would be at... Uh, 157. 157? Yeah, I'd, I'd be at 157 to 74. I'll bet I Hayden could get you in three seconds. I'm no doubt. Like, <laughs> no doubt. That's not even a question. That's All like right. saying uh, Malika Boo could That's dunk on me. That's who I pick me. to uh, represent me. I will, oh, I'll, my, oh, my goodness. My trial, this is not Game of Thrones. You cannot combat, do trial by combat. I pick Hayden Heidley <laughs> to represent me cannot, against John. Oh, my goodness. I okay. called him first. I'll, I'll pick the guy who beat him last year. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. That's mean, bro. That's really mean. <laughs> All right, anyway, I'm getting off track here. So Bullard was an NCAA qualifier at 174 pounds in his first year of action for NC State. He went 17-11 and 11 on the season, including 1-2 and two at the NCAA championships and finished third in his weight at the ACC championship. We have four redshirt sophomores ranked in the top, uh, in the top 10 for their weight class. Mm-hmm. The last one is Nick Renan. He, was re- he redshirted last season after being an NCAA qualifier as a true freshman in 2017, he's in a new weight class now. In freestyle action, he advanced to Final X this summer after winning the World Team Trials. He's currently in Colorado training at the USA Wrestling's final domestic training camp. And with that, we are going to take our first song break. I hope you enjoy Cold October by Escondido. It's actually my dad's favorite song. If you listen to the words, the song takes place in September. Aha! So... Just, Very clever. Just listen. Just Very listen. clever. Yeah, and we're almost, wake me up when September ends, right? Absolutely. But, oh, man. Yeah. Cold October by Escon, Escondido. Escondido. Yep. We'll be right back. Live sports show on 88.1. That was Cold October by request, which gives us an idea. If you have a song that yeah. you want us to play, at us on Twitter, at Pack is Life NCSU. And you know what? While you're there, just press that little follow button. Smash that follow button. 
Give us a follow <laughs> on Twitter at Pack is Life NCSU. And if you have a song, like I said, just name the song and the artist. And if it's on Spotify, we will listen to it. Either John or myself. Make yep. sure A, it's clean. And, and we B, have to make sure that I like it because my music tastes reign supreme on this show. I I wish I wish I could disagree <laughs> yeah. with that. But in case you hadn't noticed, I've done requests the last few weeks. That is true. My buddy Kate has given me some music. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Maybe your music isn't reigning supreme. Maybe mm. Kate's music. Yeah. Well, is coming in. But Kate's not on the show. That's true. That's true. Okay. Well, his music is. He's also a redhead, so I respect him. <laughs> what? <laughs> that makes no sense. That makes a lot of sense if you're That's a redhead. Fine. Okay. So you guys know the deal. Second, we take that first song break. We come back and we talk about NC State football or basketball. Basketball's not in season. Can't wait for it to be. But football is in season. Oh yeah. Last week we played the Marshall Thundering Herd in Great West Virginia. Great mascot. Uh, is it a buffalo? Is your mascot? Thundering Herd. That's their well, their team. I mean, yeah, they have a buffalo, but what their I meant was great team name. That's a, yeah, it's the name. Thundering it's not a mascot. Herd. Yeah, it's a great. Okay. If only your like naming things was as good as your music taste. Mm, oh, yeah. Got him. Dang. All right. Um. So against Marshall, we won thirty-seven to twenty. Couple stats from the game: Ryan Finley was twenty-three of forty for almost four hundred yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. Reggie Gillespie, the bus, had twenty-two carries for eighty-one yards and two touchdowns, four yards a carry. That's really good. And then Kelvin Harmon had six receptions and 150 yards all in the first half yep. of that game. Yeah. The biggest takeaway from this game is probably how nonchalant we played. Mm-hmm. And we still won by 17 points. I mean, a lot of people will look at it like, oh, wow, it was 30 to 20 in the second half and Marshall had the ball. But, I mean, we weren't going to lose that game. We weren't. No we could have. We could have, but we weren't going to. And then, uh, you know, got a good pressure on the quarterback. Got that pick six in the third quarter. Just, you know. Bad decision by him there. I mean, thank you, but, like, wow. I don't know. By the way, that receiver that we were talking about only had two catches for 23 yards. Yeah, so we have – what's the main cornerbacks on the team? Nick McLeod, Moorhead's a safety. Um, There's another corner. I'm not remembering his name. But McLeod is a a really good corner for us as well. So we have a – our defense is playing uh, very well this year. Actually, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I was was pretty critical of our secondary in the first game. Mm -hmm. And – Honestly, it it looks like they just needed some time to warm up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get a nice test against test a, a nice test against Virginia this weekend, who has more of a mobile quarterback. But didn't uh, Virginia get a bowl game last year? Like, aren't they actually coming up? A little yeah, bit? They, yeah. They went seven and six last year. They went seven and six. So they this is six and six won their bowl games. Are so. you going to the game? By the way, I'm not actually. I I, I have a swim meet to coach. Oh, uh, yeah. Because yeah, got to make that money. Yes, got to make that money. Got to make sure my kids swim well. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because if I'm there, it's all me. If I'm there, they're not. If I'm not there, they're they're not going to do well. They're just going to be just heartbroken. Kidding, <laughs> just like me every time you're not on the show, John. I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So remember last show when I was so sick and you had to do a, a show by yourself last year. Last year, yeah. Yeah, you I, had. I'm a, sorry. You had a class with I, me. I had right the, before the show. I had the flu, dude. I know. I know. I actually did. Decent. I was. I was going to apologize, and you started criticizing me. What? That's what I do. Any? No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Well, we have Carson this year, so if you ever get, if you get the flu yeah. again, as long as Carson doesn't get it too, I will we get. Be fine. I will get sick at some point. It's just whether or not I'll be sick on a Friday. So it's kind of yeah. It, oh well. it happens every year. If it happens, twice it a year. Happens. Twice a year. So fall and spring. They talk about Wolfpack football and a lot of other programs, but what they might not talk about, they could. I don't know. I don't listen to all the programs. Ryan Finley this year. 
according to Pro Football Focus, which I personally it's very reliable. Put some stock into like mm-hmm. they watch all the plays and stuff. They have Finley rated in the first four games of the year, five for most teams. Um, mm-hmm. Number one quarterback in the country. Well, no, three, four for most teams. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Number mm-hmm. one quarterback in the country through the first month of the season. We also had two receivers in the top five of the ACC in Pro Football Focus, which were no doubt uh, Kelvin Harmon and Jacoby Myers, yep. if I had to take a guess. Could be Thayer Thomas. That's a good guess. Who knows? It's a good guess. <laughs> Thayer Thomas is so fun. Anyway, yeah. so Finley had a grade of 93.5, which is 1.1 points ahead of... Uh, to attack of Aloha, of course, the... Uh, quarterback who won the starting job in Alabama, you know, won on the championship last year. Don't ask he's, Nick Saban about it, though. Don't ask Nick Saban because he, he's not. Wait, wait, I don't remember doing? the quote. Like, I'm not going to say anything, so quit asking or something like that. That got turned into a meme. <laughs> that, that was pretty really funny. funny. But, yeah, uh, Tegavaloa, he is the Heisman favorite. He was graded below Ryan Finley. Um, That's right, Bama. Yeah. And got the Finley is averaging more throws per game. He's averaging 40 attempts per game with a 68.6 completion percentage, only one interception on the year with 1,000 passing yards and five TDs. Yeah, at that rate, he is on track to become just the third NC State player to throw for more than four grand in a year, single season. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say grand for yards, even okay. though I think it's exclusive for money. Yeah. Oh, well. He's going to be getting the money next year. And yeah, no only, doubt, no doubt. The only other quarterbacks to do that were Philip Rivers and Mike Glennon. Yeah, so speaking n- of money, Mike Glennon gets paid <laughs> to be a third-string quarterback, That's man. larceny. That is grand larceny, and I respect him so much. I love you, Mike Glennon. You know who I respect more than anybody in the NFL is Chase Daniel because he has made more millions of dollars than throws attempted in his career. Are you serious? I am so serious. He only has to worry about the preseason. He was Drew Brees' backup for a long time. He actually might play this year because he's – the Bears back up behind Mitch Trubisky. You never know. Mitch could get hurt. Mitch could mm-hmm. start playing like Mitch. I, Mitch has <laughs> been pretty good. No, the, he's, uh, been, he's been good. He's been, he's been good. good. He's been good. Yeah. But um, I want to ask you, how realistic is it that, uh, or do you think it is that Finley wins the Heisman? Because a lot of NC State fans, I've seen a lot of buttons around. I, I have a friend who actually made them and sold them. It was like mm-hmm. Finley for Heisman. Uh, Kevin Keats picked up one. He was wearing it. Uh, around Keats campus winner, the other day. John. Kevin Keats is a winner. Yep, got to say that. But how realistic do you think it is that Finley is, could win the Heisman, let alone is in the final like Heisman vote? <sighs> Not that great. Unless mm-hmm. Tua does. Like, to me, and this happens every year with the Heisman, the first month there always looks like the, oh, just give him the Heisman now. He's going to get it. Yep. Um, like, there's always a running back at Oregon that gets a lot of yards. Um, or a running back's... Always they have a lot of early talk. Yeah. And it's always someone comes on the last month of the season. What it's going to depend on is just how many wins we have. If we have more than one loss, I don't think Finley has a shot in beating. They're just going to give it to the best player on the best team most of the time. And it looks like it's going to be Tua on Alabama. I mean, maybe Bama comes back to regular Bama offense and not whatever Bama's doing right now on offense, which is insane. But... Mm-hmm. Honestly, because it's NC State, we don't get the national media attention that some of these other premier programs get. Even Tennessee, for some reason. People talk about Tennessee every year. I'll tell you one team in the SEC that they are not talking about, and that's Kentucky. Well, it's because they're not traditionally good, John. I know, but Kentucky is 4-0, and their running back right now is currently my favorite for the Heisman. Really? Benny Snell. He's averaging 135 yards per game. 
He's third in the country in touchdowns and rushing yards, but he's the only power five in those top three. Wow. I didn't I didn't and realize that at all. I know their quarterback. I saw some highlights. I know he's really fast. He's really fast. They they beat the the mess out of Mississippi State last week. And Mississippi State was a top fifteen team. Yeah. And they did it at Mississippi State. Again, I'm telling you, I think other SEC programs get overrated every year just because, oh, look, they're in the SEC and they haven't lost yet. Let's throw them in the top 25. Or they ha- yeah. the season hasn't started. Oh, but, look, they're in the SEC. Let's but, throw them in the top 25. But I think Kentucky is actually real this year. I think, they I, I could, I think they're going to be in the SEC championship. They get the privilege of losing to Alabama by 40. Yay the, for them. In the Georgia Dome. Yay for them, yeah. Honestly, though, that'd be a huge win. Just that would be huge. Yeah. That football. Kansas is good this year in football. I don't know what's up with that. Kansas, Kentucky, yeah. Kansas. Duke. Duke is Yeah, Duke is football. ranked. Yeah, what in the world is this basketball season? Like, Kentucky's undefeated. Kansas is winning games, and Duke is in the top 25. It's really hard to believe. Duke is undefeated, just like NC State. I think... Um, I think I think Duke is better than us right now. They're in the top twenty-five, and we're not. Yeah, we don't play them this year. Uh, we there's a chance we could play them in the ACC championship mm-hmm. if we beat Clemson and they beat. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be Virginia oh, Tech. I really did you? Oh, Duke really actually quick. could make the. They got to beat. I mean, Carolina's not going to make it. Virginia Tech's sure? not going to make it. I think Carolina might can make it. John. Yeah. Okay. Not after last night. If ACC championships were to, to decide who's the worst, I think you have to give it to Carolina just right now. Or Carolina and FSU, yeah. they have to play a game to see who can lose worse. See who the worst Power 5 school is in the country. No, no, no. It's between UNC and Oregon State. Really? Yeah. Oregon State had Sean Mannion. They were good. Had. Yeah. He's yeah. back up on the Rams now. Yeah. He could Fitting. be good. Anyway. He'll never play. You mentioned Clemson. I saw a little thing that said Kelly Bryant. Mike could transfer to NC State. I saw that, too. Because we got uh, Bailey Hockman, which is the FSU quarterback, yeah. who lost a starting job, and he was like a five-star recruit, and mm-hmm. he's he committed to NC State. So now we might get Kelly Bryant as well, who lost out to Trevor Lawrence yeah. at Clemson. Personally, I, I like Kelly Bryant. I think he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think it makes things too complicated if he transfers to NC State. Yeah. It all depends seen, on how good Hawkman is. We've yeah, we've seen our program do a lot better when we pick a quarterback and go with him for three years mm-hmm. or four years, like uh, like Philip Rivers did, like uh, Mike Glennon. Well, the last two guys, uh, Brissett and Finley, have been transfers from other schools. That's true; they've been transfers, but they started for multiple years. Mm-hmm. So, like uh, like the guy from Florida State, uh, I would rather see him, you know, develop into that role because he's still a young quarterback. Kelly Bryant's a senior. You know, this is his senior year. He would, obviously, since he's transferring, he gets to uh, redshirt this year because mm-hmm. he didn't play four games. Um, or he didn't play five games. It's it, like four yeah. and under, yeah. So I think we could, I mean, I'd be happy to have him. No yeah. doubt about that. But I just don't know how if it's going to hurt another of our quarterback's development mm-hmm. who may be there or maybe we might, two or three we might years lose longer. Hoffman if we uh, get Bryant. We could lose Hogman if we get Bryant. I I'm really not sure how that's going to work, but I am excited to see uh, Clemson commit to a starter because he's a freshman, and no mm-hmm. matter how good he is, he's still a freshman. We have a chance to beat them now. 
Because he's a freshman. Because he's a freshman. I really believe that. Was I really it, think uh, that Deshaun Watson starting for them as a freshman. Yes, he was. Now he's in the NFL. Not having a great year. Oh yeah, so far. I'm not. I'm yeah. Nothing against freshman quarterbacks, but they're inexperienced. Mm-hmm. He's never played an NC State defense. Kelly Bryant did last. Is year. that game in Carter Finley or is that in no, Clemson? No, that's in Clemson. That's in Death Valley. It's going to be a good game, by the way, because we could potentially be five and zero. We're going to have the better quarterback in that game, and I think Finley gives we us are. a chance we to are. beat any team just because we will have the better yeah. quarterback in any game. As we talked about, best quarterback in the country. I think we. I think our defense has to hold um, Clemson to 31, mm-hmm. 34, 34, less than thirty four point thirty four or below. Because talking about Clemson, we got UVA this week. We do have UVA this week, and UVA is actually made a surprising win last week. Yeah, against, against Louisville. I just think that you know ignoring UVA so long was awful cavalier yeah. of us. <laughs> yeah, get it? I get it. I get it. That's a good one. That's fine. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'm here all week, folks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Virginia, they're they're interesting. They got uh, they got a decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, he can run. And their their defense is nothing to sneeze at. It's just it's a home game. I'm not overlooking Virginia, but I'm overlooking Virginia. You know what I mean? I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about the game, personally. I'm, I'm not worried about it at all. I'm looking forward to Clemson. I'm looking forward to, and that's three weeks from now. And that's our luxury, because we're not on the team. Exactly. We, yeah. can, we yeah. can look forward to Clemson. Yeah, we, we can look forward to hey, Clemson. God, coach, and, I can catch and the And then we can, we can scream and shout like a lot of NC State fans do when we lose to Virginia. <laughs> but, you know, it's not our job to. Well, we're not going to. No. What we are going to do is take a second song break, and I'm going to change it up. I'm going to ask you, John. I'm going to give you a choice of two songs. We could play The Second Bite of the Apple Mm -hmm. or Higher Ground. Higher Ground. Higher Ground? Yep. Okay, because I'm not sure if we already played Higher Ground or Revolution. One of those two. We haven't played Higher Ground. Okay, so we're going to do Higher Ground. That's the one we're going to take this song break right now. This is Higher Ground by the waves when we come back we'll be talking about all the national sports stories including tigers win mlb baseball playoffs are coming up we're gonna get john's opinion on that as well as nba media day don't go anywhere Life Sports Show, Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. We are we've come to the national news segment of our show. The national news segment. The national news segment. But we hope you enjoyed Higher Ground by the Waves. It's a nice kind of modern bluegrassy song. Little bluesy. Oh, bluegrass. Do you know the bluegrass festivals this weekend? In Raleigh? Oh, really? Yeah. It's a I huge didn't know that, thing. It's like the bluegrass thing. I didn't know for that. the whole country. There was a there was one in um Near Asheville, mm-hmm. two weekends ago. I mean, yeah, you go Wanted up in the mountains. It's a lot of bluegrass music. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's Fun pretty fact, cool though. Didn't I know used that. to play bluegrass music. I love bluegrass music. I but, used to play the banjo, but uh, my girlfriend doesn't like it. Guitars so. and banjos are played with picks. Actually, banjos not played with picks. Guitars Banjo, are played well, with picks. picks. Finger Speaking picks. Of, finger picks. Speaking of picks, <laughs> I see so what you did there. Oh my god! I see you cheeky. All yeah. right, uh, Ben's zero and four on the season. What? I'm two one and one. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Carson. Uh, 
I lost last week because I picked the the Vikings as my lock over the Bills, and then Josh Allen went Superman <laughs> on everybody. And Ben's laughing, sitting at zero and four right now. Just want that to be known. He I, is laughing okay. his guts out at zero and four. You know what? That's fine. we can we can I move do on. know what. We can move on. Okay, we okay. Can move on. We don't All right. Talk about All right. Ben, what's your lock of the week? Really? Okay. Hypothetical here. Hypothetical. What if? Because I could argue that it is just as hard to get every game wrong. What if I can do that? What if you pick to get the well, games if you, right? Well, if you pick, and I pick to get the games wrong for the rest of the year. <laughs> but here's the thing: if you pick, if you pick uh, what you think's gonna happen, then you pick opposite. Or if you you look at what you think's gonna happen, you just okay. pick opposite of that. So it's the Stick same thing. Me. Stick with me here. No, right? So my so my upset okay would be Bears over Bucks. That's your upset. But what if okay. I'm trying to get the game wrong? So I say Bucks over Bears. Bears over Bucks. Huh? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You, you think you're that bad. I'm going to get, well, arguably <laughs> to get every game wrong is just as difficult. Like yeah, for st- me going 0-4, same amount of skill level to go 4-0. So in a sense, I'm definitely the best here. No. Definitely. No. I'm in the lead. I'm no. perfectly imperfect. See? Wow. See? See, right. I got you. So your upset team. is Bears over Buccaneers. Bears over Buccaneers. I got the Giants over the Saints because I would love nothing more than to see the Giants beat the Saints. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I want <laughs> Giants could beat the Saints, Bengals could beat the Falcons, and the Bears are going to beat the Bucks. This is going to yeah. be a great week. It, it is actually because Panthers have a bye, of course. Oh uh, man, my lock is the Chargers over the 49ers because Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL. You got C.J. Beathard in there. Beathard was good last year. Beathard, Beathard's a solid quarterback. There's no doubt about that. But he's hey, not. Do you think he's going to Mike Glennon it? He could have a good have a he decent could. year. Get a bunch of money. I, he could. I, remember. I really want him to. I want every backup quarterback to be making $12 million a year. It's yeah. going to be hilarious. What's your lock, though? Lock of the week. Ooh, I have it written here. I have the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes yeah. over the Broncos. Okay, so you picked the best team in the league. I did. Congratulations. I'm 0-4, John. Yeah. I'm 0-4. I'm about to be 0-6, too. I mean, arguably, no, I really hope that would not. be an amazing I, I amount of skill. Team. Yeah. I want to go. I want to go O for the entire year. All right, that's like saying, that's like saying going um, going six and O from the field is the same skill as going O for six from no, the field. No, because yes, it is. It's something that I can control when it's talking about how I shoot. I can't control the outcome of these games. You can control who you pick, though. But I can't control the outcomes of the but games. But no, you can control who you pick. Yes, but I can't control your the pick, outcome. Your pick. The outcome is, think about it like this. It's independent of me. The if outcome I'm, is independent. So your outcome is dependent on what you pick. You making the shot is dependent on how you shoot. It's the same thing. It's not the same. It is the same I thing. I agree. I agree that it, it does, like, it is some on me, depending on the game I pick. <laughs> but, like, if we were picking the same games on whether they win or lose, if we picked the same two, and then I always tried to get it wrong, that would be completely up to chance, and it would just be, like, that would be more yeah. skill. This one mm-hmm. I could, I see what you're saying, and I could hypothetically pick games I know I'll get wrong. Yeah. But then they'll it'll happen. Like if I was picking to get things wrong, I would have picked the Bills to beat. Yeah, that's true. The Vikings last week. Yeah, that's what I'm but, saying. Okay. Games are the NFL's crazy with okay. who wins these games. But we've talked about this too. Yeah, this is a stupid discussion. Let's talk about the Panthers signing Eric Reed. Ben, what do you think? Good or bad signing? Good signing. Okay, why? Good signing because he's a good safety. Yeah, we need a safety. 
he's going to make this football team better. Simple as that. That's uh, Eric Reed, of course, does have a collusion case against the mm-hmm. NFL with Colin Kaepernick. So that uh, his case will not affect him being able to play for the Panthers. And so the I'm really excited. I think he's very good. He's going to be a great addition. We signed him before a bye week, which means he's probably going to be starting. Well, we also play cover two, which is plug and play. Yeah. You know, you don't really have, he doesn't really have to get used to the system and pass defense. Yeah. Plus, our cornerbacks this year have been lights out. They, they really have. Munderland's been, like, before the season, Munderland's I was. not been that good. He's been pretty good. Dante Jackson. Dante Jackson and, and, um, Badbury. James Bad. James Badbury. I think they're very good. I think, um, Eric Reed, by the way, also went to LSU. Oh, true. Yeah. D, D, DBU. DBU. Yeah. Um, Dante Jackson, another LSU product. I think right now he's the leading candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Well, just because he has three picks in three games. Yeah, but he's also making a lot of tackles. Yeah, he is. He's making good tackles, too. He's making aggressive tackles. He's making open field tackles on guys that are bigger than him. That's looking like a Trey Turner-level pick because we got Trey Turner in the second round. Guess where he went. Yeah, exactly. LSU, man. See what I did there? LSU, yeah. Dude, I have not seen many bad players come out of LSU in uh, high rounds of the draft recently, honestly. Mo Claiborne? Yeah, okay. Morris Claiborne. Not that good. But that Jamarcus was, that's, not, that's not very recently. That's not recently. Going. These are my only that's two not, guys. That's now. not recently. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, look at uh, Jarvis Landry. Odell Beckham wasn't even that good in college. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't like this. He I remember a watching a game with uh, Beckham and Landry, and the broadcasters were talking about these two NFL guys. Yeah. And they looked really good, but I was, I, I, I don't know. I just, it was like months later when they got drafted. I was like, oh, those were the guys. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Beckham's Actually, overrated, by the way. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, okay. OBJ slander will not be tolerated on this radio it's gonna station. It's going to happen every week. I'm going to make okay. it happen. Let's All talk. Right. Let's talk about the Rams because last night they put on an absolute show. Five touchdowns for Jared Goff alone. The greatest show on grass. Yeah, yeah. They they wore they were wearing their throwback uniforms, playing in the Coliseum. Um, the Rams have a good looking throwback. I'm not going to lie. They have the best throwback. I uh, I can't think of one that's better. The Steelers. I'm just kidding. Those are hideous. Those are hideous. I uh, I don't know. I don't know who does throwbacks frequently. The Panthers have. I mean, been the around. Cowboys have solid throwbacks, but they haven't worn those in a while. Panthers don't have the throwbacks Niners yet. have pretty good throwbacks. The Niners have pretty good throwbacks, but I I got to go with the Rams. That blue and yellow should be their permanent uniform. It does look good. It, it it's does. so good. It it's a top five jersey in the NFL. My take on the game. Yeah. <laughs> MVP from last night. <clears throat> Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Why? I mean, he drafted Jared Goff, right? Exactly. Yep. Without Jeff Fisher, Jared Goff wouldn't be who he was today. Gonna, gonna in, s- Je- in Jeff Fisher being absent, yep. that is what's helped Jared Goff. Saw if Jeff, Jeff Fisher had been a good coach and yeah. stayed coaching the Rams, Jared Goff wouldn't be the quarterback we know exactly. today. Because Sean McVay is the best coach in the league, like it or not. Really? And he's only 32 years old. Got to go with Bill Belichick. <clears throat> not this year. They're one and two. Just yeah, the Rams are four zero. It's not about what the Patriots are doing. It's about what the Rams are doing, dude. They just beat the Vikings, a good defensive team, who just lost to the Bills. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. Okay, maybe the Vikings were a little bit of fool's gold. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they, they don't just have had a bad Turner. game. Now if, we have him. If they had a kicker, and if they <laughs> showed up last week, they would be three and one right now. But if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. Oh my goodness! But you were talking hypotheticals earlier. I was talking about picks. I'm not talking yeah. about why the why yeah. the Vikings but are think, so great. I think the Rams are going to be tough to beat. I, I'd love to see the. I mean, obviously, I want to see the Panthers go in the Super Bowl because and win the Super Bowl because I'm a fan. 
I think the Panthers can win the Super Bowl. I don't think we can beat the Rams. I'll be I honest think with you. If it was regular season, I don't know because we have regular season. We definitely couldn't beat the Rams. This has been a huge surprise for me. We have not been able to stop the run other than the first game with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. We shut down Zeke. Yeah. And then we haven't been able to stop the run ever since. We also can't guard tight ends. Austin um, Hooper had a nice game against us. Tyler Eifert had a nice be, game uh, against us. That's, Thomas Davis being it, out. Exactly. That's I mean, what I was you, about to say. You, If you lose one of the best linebackers in pro football, you're definitely going to you know, see where that's going to hurt you. Also, mm-hmm. I said this during the game, the fact that I'm watching the Bengals-Panthers game and the fact that Vontez Perfect and Thomas Davis got the same suspension from the NFL yep. speaks to everything that's wrong with the NFL today. Vontez Perfect mm-hmm. is a guy that should not be in the league anymore. Like, the Agreed. next time he does a dirty hit, they need to just ban him from the NFL. This is a guy who goes out and on purpose is trying to hurt people. There's video yep. of him just trying to twist Cam Newton's leg off yep. after he scored a touchdown. And... Uh, Thomas Davis, Walter Payton, man of the year, arguably one of the best men in the NFL. Agreed. Agreed. And he tested positive for a substance that he's been taking nine years. Yeah. That was like in his medication or something like that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, four games. Four yep. games for you, Thomas yep. Davis. They need to change that policy for sure. But. Anyway, I, I don't like the Bengals or Vontez perfect. Yeah. Uh, we're going to skip. NBA real quick. I want to talk about a little bit of baseball because we're getting into Ooh, October. Update for the casual fan. Yeah. What's happening for the playoffs, John? All right. Well, um, let's talk AL first. Uh, okay, the AL. Red Sox have clinched. Uh, oh, they, they've clinched the AL East. I'm finding this out all for the first time because I don't follow <laughs> baseball. Red Sox, uh, they've clinched the number one seed. Ooh, the Braves. Um, the only Braves only three games left. Braves, I know Braves are doing good. They're in the National League. Uh, Indians have clinched their division. And the Astros have clinched their division. The wild card is going to be Yankees and Athletics. The Oakland Yankees A's. and Athletics. So that's going to be a solid, like, uh, if you don't know, uh, MLB has two wild cards. They play a single game series, and then the wild card moves on to play the number one seed. I am not seed. a huge baseball person. I will watch the MLB when it's on regular television mm-hmm. if I'm watching TV because it yeah. is interesting to me, but I don't go out of my way to watch baseball. And as a non-baseball person, I love the one-game wild card. It yeah. adds a lot of excitement. Oh, it's exciting. And just that, and, that baseball and hasn't also, had. if the Yankees win the wild card game, they will play the Red Sox in the first round of the playoffs. And that's always a classic series. So the AL is basically spelled out right now. The NL still has a lot to be decided. The Braves have clinched their division. Bryce Harper uh, for the Nationals, of mm-hmm. course, probably played his last game as a national, but the Braves, Ooh, uh, no, 89 no, no, no. wins. Go yeah. back to that. What's wrong with Bryce Hopper? Um, he's probably going to leave. Where is he going to go? The Cubs or the Yankees. It's going to be one of those two. I don't want him to go to the Yankees. He's going he, to go where they can pay him. But the Braves have clinched their division. The Cubs and the Brewers have both clinched playoff spots, but they haven't clinched the division. The Cardinals are also still in contention. The Rockies and the Dodgers in the West have both clinched playoff spots. Actually, no. The Dodgers have not clinched the playoff spot. The Rockies have. Um, but it's they're one game apart. It's it's very close. It's coming down to the wire. The Cubs and Cardinals play a three-game series this weekend mm-hmm. to determine basically if the Cardinals get in the playoffs and if the Cubs are going to win the NL Central. A lot at stake in the Central. The Brewers could be the top seed. They could also be the uh, fifth team in the playoffs. Yeah, the, the Cubs, same thing. The Cardinals could be um, they they could miss the playoffs or they could get the wild card. Uh, 
the top seed is going to come out of the Central. Mm-hmm. There's just it's going to be the Brewers or the Cubs, uh, whoever wins that division, and the Braves, and the the Braves, Rockies, and Dodgers all still jostling for that. You know those last couple positions. I'll tell you what's really fortunate for you is that the program is almost done because all those names I'm hearing are great for puns. There are so many puns to be had there. Oh my goodness! But the program is is coming to a close as it is yeah. 5 p.m. Go Cubs! Yeah. I want the Cubs to win. That'd be yeah, cool. It would be. But thank you guys for listening. Again, if you have music that you'd like to hear on the show, just add us on Twitter with the name of the song and the artist at Packers Life. NCSU, thank you so much for taking time out of your week to listen to us. I'm Benjamin Ditton. And I'm John Hinton. Bye, y'all.